Have you ever been in a position that you're just not sure you are meant for? I faced this for so many years and doubted myself and had imposter syndrome as a teacher. And in this episode, I want to talk through my thoughts and feelings about it and just what I wish I knew before I left and started my business. If I can just relate to one of you, I'm going to be okay with that. I just, I want today's episode to be a little bit different, more than podcasting. And I just felt it in my heart to have this conversation. So here we go. Are you ready to stop fighting the social media algorithm? Have you wondered if podcasting would work for you? What about learning how to start, manage, and grow a podcast? Welcome to Podcast with Purpose, where we talk about all things podcasting, from getting your message out into the world, launching a podcast, managing your show, and in return, growing your business. With a little mom life and business life in the mix. Hi, I'm Allison, a former elementary teacher turned podcast manager. Not that long ago, I was stuck and lost, and because of the podcast, I found my way to growing my business, starting my own podcast, and now I want to help you do the same. Friend, I know you have a story to tell and a message to spread, so let's share it. I have to start this episode by saying I'm doing it a little differently, not just what I'm talking about, but I'm standing while I'm recording this. This is very new. I've seen so many people on Instagram with standing desks and walking pads, and I want to do that. I never realized how much walking I did when I was teaching in a school, but taking your class from classroom to cafeteria to the specials, gym, wherever you're going, you get steps in, even walking around your classroom. Sitting at my computer, I'm, my watch is not doing anything. It It's telling me no steps. Okay, not no steps, but you get the point. So Although I don't have a walking pad yet, it is on my list of things I want, of a lot of things I want. But anyway, I did get a a desk riser, so it's something that sits on my desk and raises up. And so I'm just trying something new. I talk with my hands, and I feel really weird, but hey, I'm not sitting, and that's okay. Okay, back, back to what I wanted to talk about. I just said a little bit in the intro, and I have gone more into my story in episode two. So if you didn't listen to episode two, it's all how I got started in podcast management and even starting my business. But what I want this episode to be more about is what I wish I knew. And not that I regret the way I did things and not that I regret how things happened, but I wish I knew sooner what I know now. And although we can't go back and change things, I hope that if you are in a similar situation to what I was in, it just gives you a little bit of something to think about. And so that's kind of what I just want this episode to be about. I want to preface just in case somebody hasn't listened to episode two. I was in the education space for 18 years. I was a classroom teacher for 15 of those years. I did some instructional aid positions, office positions in those other years. And then obviously I have twins and I took a year off, but I think a total of a year and a half off. So that's all adds up to 18 years. Um, So 18 years of my life, I considered myself a teacher. But what I did not realize in those 18 years, and I think I did at times, I just didn't let it register. I never said it out loud. I would think it, and then I would just kind of recoil and, you know, what am I doing? I'm a teacher. But one of the first things I wish I knew is that, first of all, thinking teaching was going to be more than it was, um, 
I'm kind of a firm believer you do have to try something to know whether or not you like it. That's with any business. I mean, we start out, some of us online business owners start out as virtual assistants, and then we kind of find our way as to what we want to do. And I had a hard time with that because I like to know things ahead of time. That's just my personality. And that's not realistic all the time. But I went into teaching thinking I was going to work with kids. It was going to be a smaller settings. I had no idea how large the classes were. Um, and nobody can predict what teaching would become over the years. But as I went year from year, it just, something just never felt right. And I didn't know what that was. For a long time, you know, you think, well, I'm still new. Um, I need a couple more years. How come that teacher finds it so easy and I don't? Well, they've been teaching longer. Or I would use the excuse that I would start over in a different classroom um, or grade level, different school. I switched districts two years into teaching. That was to be closer to home, though. But I always had something in the back of my head as a reason why it wasn't fitting or why I didn't feel comfortable I just didn't realize, I guess, what I was getting myself into. And anybody who's taught for any length of time, you know that education changes. I mean, back at the beginning, of course, we had curriculum and we had things to follow, but you had more of, I don't want to say freedom, but you could kind of change things up the way you wanted to. And I felt like in my last years, especially with the pandemic and things that happened with that, it just was different. I felt like it had a hold on me and I wasn't really sure if I liked that. Not that I think anybody does, but anyway. So really, I just, I wish I knew more going into it. Teaching is not as easy as what college kids think it is. And I wish, or I hope, I obviously haven't been in school in more years than I want to say, but I really hope that they open eyes to these college kids and to what they're getting into And I've seen so many student teachers over my years where they either are like, nope, this is what I want to do. And that's amazing. Or they hightail it out of there. And which is, I guess, a good thing. But, you know, for me, I feel like I could go back and say, well, I have all this education. I have these degrees. And oddly enough, I can't remember if I said this in episode two, but I actually have a business degree. So I went to school way more than for one major. You can't go back and what if. I mean, there's just no way to say what if anymore. But I never truly felt like I knew what I was doing, even after 18 years. And that has to say something. It has to say not, I mean, I did know what I was doing. I, you know, I had my curriculum. I followed my plans. I did the outlines. I taught the way I knew I should teach. But I always wished that I knew more about certain areas than I did. I went on each year just like searching for something better, thinking, well, maybe I'm in the wrong grade level. So I would switch grade levels if the opportunity was available. Um, I would switch my subjects. I did that my last year teaching. I thought, okay, I've taught fifth grade science and social studies for, gosh, four or five years. Let me try teaching fifth grade reading. I taught third grade reading. Let me see if ELA is better. It wasn't. (laughs) It was harder. Um, You amazing ELA teachers out there. But I just always wished, or I guess I always was thinking something could fix it. And I never found it. Some years were, of course, way better than others. I had some great years. I can't say all 18 years were nothing because they were. Some were really great. But in the back of my head, I always, I just wanted more. Um, I was never truly in my comfort zone. I would see some teachers and they knew what they were talking about. And I would sit in those meetings, whether it was an art or I don't know what all the states use, but 
there's, you know, all the different 504s, any meeting that had to do specifically with certain students, it was almost like I felt like I was just like somebody outside of my body talking and just hoping that whatever I said made sense. And I would almost leave those meetings feeling defeated. And I hated that. Looking back, which I guess is why I wanted to talk about this, is that those were all little breadcrumbs and stepping stones and little signs to tell me that maybe I just wasn't in the right space. And it was a great 18 years. I had my ups and downs. I took a few years off to gather my thoughts. It was my comfort zone. I went back to it. But I guess what I wish I knew was that it was okay to realize that it wasn't for me. And that's hard. That's hard for anybody to realize, especially when you were in it for so long. I think the the um, turning point for me was when, I'll never forget, we were sitting in lunch, you know, that's when all your talking happens. And some of my best friends were talking about how many years they had left to retire. So we all get our little phones out with the calculators and do the little formula. And I realized I had 16 more years. After 18 years in education, I still had 16 more. I wasn't, I mean, I was halfway through, but oh my gosh, I was only halfway through. And I thought, that's not what I wanted. I wanted to know that I loved what I do. And I was envious of those teachers who absolutely knew they loved it. And it just wasn't in my heart. And I hated that feeling. And it was just difficult. It wasn't something that I was able to sit with very often. Sorry, my dog's in here if you hear her making noises. She's staring at me now. (laughs) Uh, But what I really want to talk about is that if you're not happy with where you are in your life, in your career, you have the ability to change it. It took me so long to realize that I'm in control of my own life. I lived so many years wanting to please other people. Stepping out of my comfort zone was hard for me. Just leaning in on people who believe in you and who know that you have the ability to do something better, that is what was my turning point. I remember talking to teachers at recess because you know that's when we feel like we can do our talking or lunch. And I just started telling some of my friends, life is so short. I spend all my time, I guess, trying to better myself, trying to find out why I wasn't happy teaching. And was it because I wasn't, you know, well-equipped in what I was teaching? Is it? And I was. I just, it's like when you're forced to play a sport you don't like. It's it's just kind of, that was a dumb analogy, but you get the point. It's like trying to force yourself to like something that you feel like other people think you should like. And it just, it wasn't for me. And I guess I thought I'd done it so long, you know, I don't know. Um, This kind of brings me to a point where I think about life being short. And when I was in the classroom, if parents took their kids out of school during the school year for like a week to go on vacation, I was like, what on earth are they doing? Don't they realize school is important? Why can't they just go during the summer? You know, whatever else. I just, I never understood why parents did that. Well, (laughs) when you find a really good deal, And as being a teacher, I know that missing just a couple of days is not going to ruin their entire lives. It's not going to hinder their life. It's not going to have them fail the grade level. I realized I came across a cruise package where my twins would sell free if we went during the school year. And I thought, I want to create memories with my kids. My entire career as a teacher was me putting my whole effort into all these other children. And I loved my children too. And I tried to give them my time, but 
man, if you've been a teacher or if you know a teacher, when they get home, your brain is still going, you're thinking about the next day, something that happened that day is just, it wears on you and you're tired. Sorry, my dog is annoying. I had to kick her out. So anyway, back to my point before my dog interrupted me. Um, I wanted to give something to my children that I would have not been able to give them in all of their years. My oldest will be 15 this weekend. I have twins. They're 10. They'll be 11 in April. And I thought, I went to my husband and I said, how horrible would it be if we book a cruise and they miss three days of school? Three days. That's not, that's not the end of the world. Kids are absent for being sick for that many. But I felt this horrible mom guilt because I know as a teacher, that's hard. It's hard for the teacher to catch them up. And all of these things went through my mind. And then I had to stop myself and say, you're creating memories with your children. They're not going to remember that lesson they learned in fifth grade, but they will remember a cruise that we took. And it's on the weekend of my twin's birthday. And I thought, I'm doing it. I'm, it's not going to hurt them. <laughs> my friends are their teachers. They understand. One of them told me, good for you. And I just want, I just want to create these memories that I haven't been able to do. So many of my kids' memories are of me teaching. When they saw me at school, because I taught at the same school at them, they would have to stay after school with me and wait there for me to go home, which sometimes they actually loved being there because they felt like the cool teacher kid running the halls after school until they'd get in trouble. But most of the times they were hungry. They're tired. They're just ready to go home. They were there early that morning with me with laying on the, you know, my rug in the classroom on their backpacks as pillows because they're so tired they had to get up early. I would take my work home with me to grade, plan ahead, or just make sure I had everything ready for the next day and on the weekends. And not very often did my kids see me truly relax. I mean, of course they would see me in the summers, but but good gracious, we all know that teachers don't have summers. You get maybe a couple of weeks because the first month after was professional development, The weeks before is you getting ready. So you only had a handful of weeks. But sometimes we just have to take that leap into the unknown. It's scary. It's unfamiliar to reach what we didn't know we could have. The peace, the fulfillment, actually loving what we do for work. I did not know that was out there. I thought I had to stay because it's a job. You're getting paid. It's your career. It's what you went to school for. It's, I mean, obviously it was It was what I was known for. And we're not getting these days back. If you're not happy, find a way. It took me, I'm not kidding, (laughs) hours and hours and hours with a therapist, finding friends who would listen and help me, realizing that it's okay to not like what you do. And it's okay to find something else. I know it's not always as simple as it sounds. Believe me, I tried to quit twice before and I had to go back because well, I mean, we have to have an income. Um, The last time I went back, we wanted to build our house that we're now living in. And I knew the only way that I could find a job easily was just to go back to the classroom. And I thought, well, it'll be different. (laughs) Little did I know that um, a big pandemic would occur and (laughs) change the whole everything of teaching. But I went back to that classroom thinking that, okay, it's going to be different. And maybe I just needed that time to recoup whatever it might've been. Um, And then I just, I didn't want any job out of the classroom. If I couldn't find something that I could do from home, I didn't want to do it because if I was going to go find another nine to five job, I wanted to know what it was going to be like. I didn't want to go to something worse. And that's what I was so scared of. So if I was going to leave, I wanted to leave for something better. Um, I knew that the only thing that I would find better was something that I could be doing on my terms 
with me being my own boss, me working when and where I wanted. And luckily I, I found that. Um, I was able to listen to podcasts of some of them are now my friends talking about how they got out and were able to find this online space where they could have that freedom. And my friend, you can too. If you are one of the fortunate ones to have a job that you love, my goodness, embrace it. Make sure that each day you realize that you are one of those that found what makes you happy. Growing up, I just thought I I was taught you had to get a job and work. You had to make money to pay the bills. I never really saw my parents happy with their jobs. I never heard them say, I love going to work. Most nights they were stressed. They were unhappy. I mean, my goodness, my parents drove. We lived in Houston. They drove 45 minutes each way to and from work. And <laughs> I say 45 minutes, but coming home in Houston traffic was probably way longer. And that was just to get to a job that they had. I'm not even so sure they loved it. And my sister and I would be starving after school. I remember that. But the last thing my parents wanted to do was cook right when they got home. And sadly, I found myself repeating that same pattern, which in my house led to a lot of takeout just so we that we could eat sooner and avoid starvations. Just kidding. We weren't starving. Well, we were starving. But if you've ever seen a hungry child and they're tired, by golly, you just feed that kid. And I've since changed that from working at home. My, uh, my parents are both retired now, which is amazing, but they also spent 30 years of their life of stress just to get to that point. And I don't want to be that way. Running my business, I hope to be able, I do hope to be able to retire one day. I don't want to work until I'm 90, but I'm perfectly happy serving my clients and getting more podcasts out into the world. And I love just having the freedom of, I stopped what I was doing a few minutes ago to record this podcast because I was working on my client's podcast and I realized I love this. I love doing what I want to do. I love if I want to go take an hour break at middle of the day, I can. And I'm not told when my lunch hour is or when I have after school duty and all that stuff. I no longer longingly wait for the weekends only to be disappointed on Sunday to have that Sunday scaries of going back to work the next day. I honestly don't know what day of the week it is half the time. I know the days I need to get my kids to school, but during the day, I'm always thinking, is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? <laughs> That's an amazing feeling, honestly. Every day of the week feels like a weekend now. I just Some days I have my kids with me when they're home, and some days they're at school. I just get up, and I do what I need to do for my job. I do what I want when I want. The work will be there. I don't have anyone pressing me. I mean, I do have deadlines of when my clients' episodes need to be uploaded, but I work a little bit ahead to where I know that if I'm not feeling it that minute, it can be there tomorrow. So I just I want to sum this episode up. I know I kind of word vomited a lot of feelings there, but I just want to say that life is short. Do what makes you happy. Aim for where you want to be. Don't just dwell in where you are. I spent way too many years doing that. Now, one of the things I want to eventually talk about in another episode is how this unhappiness can play on your mental health. I've dealt a lot about that, and I won't go in that today, but I will eventually open up to my issues that I've had. But we have to do what's best for us, and we don't have to settle. We don't have to stick with something just because it is something. There's more out there, and maybe you have to stick with something until you find something better. That's what I did, but it's there. You just have to search for it, and what I'm doing may not be meant for somebody else, and that's okay. Maybe they realize that they don't want to be a nurse Maybe they, maybe they don't want to work with people anymore. Maybe they want to work with animals and that just is their thing. Sorry, my sister is a vet tech and I just, 
I just thought about how I dealt with children. She deals with animals. We're completely different people. But I'll have an episode about that in the future. So stay tuned. In the meantime, guys, just keep aiming for what you dream of. Don't dwell in the past. Don't think about how awful things are right now. Think about what can happen and what you need to do to get there. I've been through it. I'm still going through it. I'm not saying everything is picture perfect right now because it's not. Believe me. Anyway, if you're struggling, I'm here to listen to you. I've already talked to a couple people who listen to my stories on other podcasts and they've reached out to me and I absolutely realized how much I love it. So send me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at Allison Niche and I'll be more than happy to be a lending ear. Sometimes we just, we need to talk and we need to know that we're not the only ones and we can't always fix our own solutions and situations. And sometimes we just need to talk it out. So I'll get back into the episodes all about podcasting, but I just, I just had to get this out there because I felt like I would have benefited if I heard it. So anyway, my friend, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for being with me today. If you could do me a favor, share this episode with someone else who might need it. The best way for the show to make an impact on others is to write a review. If you want to get your own message out into the world, or you need help with your podcast, I would love to help guide you on your journey to becoming a podcaster. Book a call with me on my website at alisonnitch.com or send me a message over on Instagram. Until next week.